The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Actually started. Report day was today. Players got in. Physicals done. And most importantly, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and some players talked to the media where they were able to give us some of the answers to the questions we've been looking for to begin camp. Me and Marco are here. We're going to be breaking it all down right after this. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the program. We were live yesterday, talked a little bit about the Trey Lance video that dropped and some of the 49ers hype, but we're back today because Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch gave their thoughts on the 49ers this year, training camp, and a little bit of an insight into their thoughts next year. But before we get started, Marco, how you doing, my man? How's it going, brother? How was your day today, man? Good day, good day. Was able to catch all of the 49ers or catch the press conferences at 11 o'clock. That was a nice, uh, uh, you know, a nice jolt back into the football world tomorrow. Early start because day one of training camp is here. I'm excited. I can't wait to really see football in front of my eyes back again. Practice starts at 10:15, so stay tuned on my Twitter and on the YouTube channels out here, both mine and Marco's, for updates tomorrow. But before we get there, we got to start with the preview of training camp that Shanahan and Lynch gave us today. Let's start it off, though, with the like, kind of the most important thing, maybe a little bit of a shocker to some people. Absolutely a shocker. Brock Purdy is fully cleared to practice on July 25th. As of July 25th, Brock Purdy has been cleared to practice. Kyle Shanahan said that he saw Brock Purdy throw earlier today. He will not practice tomorrow because they are on a throwing program, a pitch count that has him practicing two out of every three days. But guys, we've heard all coming into training camp. It's going to be that three-month process after the doctor diagnosis or whatever on June 2nd. Uh, that ended up supposed to be on August 21st. Uh, May 31st was when that three-month deadline was about to start. Ends up becoming August 21st is when the three months are supposed to happen. This is a full month ahead of when Brock Purdy was reportedly expected to be ready. It's and like a month and a half, I practice. believe. Yeah, correct, like month and maybe, a half. maybe a little over, like something like that. Um, but wow, that's just a huge shocker. Great news, because obviously the 49ers have said, we're not going to throw him out there until we feel he's ready. Well, they feel he's ready. He's taken the steps. And again, it's it's you're still on a pitch count. You're practicing two out of every three days. But he's going to be QB1 when he's out on the field. What was your takeaway? From when hearing that, uh, my takeaway was that was interesting. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I don't think many people were. Um, the reason why I wasn't expecting that is when you take a look at this, the injury and stuff like that. Now you're putting him in practice, right? Now I understand that he had seven to eight days or seven to eight games of film where he looked good, right? In live action. Well, Listening to a podcast, and we'll talk about a little podcast a little bit later with T, uh, TK um, Kawakami from The Athletic. Kyle went on to say that the reason why Brock Purdy was 
on the roster last year and the reason why he felt confident um, if he had to go to him in the regular season was because of the practice film, right? So this tells me that, one, Kyle respects what's going on in practice more than we think, right? A lot of times people are like, oh, it's more important to see it in the preseason and regular season. That's true. Regular season's true. I agree. But I think Kyle holds a lot of weight to practice because they're going up, they're going up against not in a, a regular defense. They're going up against an elite defense, a defense that is the best in the league. Um, so I think it holds weight in front of Kyle's eyes. Now, you're going up against the number one defense. How does that arm react when he has to fit into a tight window? Does he try to fit into tight windows? Does he, like, now a lot of things, not a lot of things start, questions start happening, right? Mm-hmm. Phenomenal news. Phenom- absolutely. I don't want people to be like, oh, Marco is hella negative. He doesn't doesn't like that he, he's healed. Phenomenal news because now you have your QB1, if he is your QB1 going forward. Now, that's what we're, we'll answer later, and I have an interesting tidbit from Kyle Shanahan on that podcast. Um, but to me, phenomenal news. Glad he's healed. This is great news for not only Brock Purdy, but I think for Sam Darnold and Trey Lance as well. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, uh, yeah, exactly. What you said, phenomenal news, talking about Brock Purdy here, because, like you said, we didn't expect this. I, I We were talking, hell, yesterday, is PUP an option for Brock Purdy? And we agreed that, you know, PUP, mm-hmm. it's not a hurt. It wouldn't hurt just in this case if he wasn't ready to practice because you can activate him at any time. Um, and this is the preseason PUP as well. But Brock Purdy, this is, you know, very much ahead. Greg Khan says six weeks ahead. This is great news for the 49ers because I had been saying in the last few streams, best case scenario for the 49ers is to see at least what they have in all three of their quarterbacks when they're on the field simultaneously. And it's not like this is a pure, you know, uh, a pure lock in terms of Purdy getting all the reps, right? He's out one of the three days. And so those days is where you can cycle in the Sam Donald and Trey Lance uh, QB1 reps. However, this does have implications, and I'm sure you're about to get to that, and that's where I'm going to phrase it to you. Whose stock right now is trending up, and whose stock right now is trending down? So the way I look at it is I think Brock is going to be active. He's at least throwing every day except for one. When I did the – at least for open practices, right? So when I did, like, the calculation and everything like that, um, based off of open camp, um, it looks like only tomorrow he won't be throwing. But then if you look at it, he like his luckily his days land where he'll only I think he'll only miss tomorrow. I don't I, I could be wrong based off the dates and everything. Mm-hmm. So trending up, it has to be Brock Purdy, right? Like it, it's, it he has he has the keys in his own hands. Like it's all up to him. If he does well or even decent in, in training camp or good, it's his job. It's his job to lose no matter what. Now, I would also say trending up is the other two quarterbacks because if Brock Purdy, like Kyle Shanahan says, if he has any rust or anything like that, there's gonna be that's gonna be a deciding factor on do you let him play week one or week two if there's rust throughout the the longevity of training camp, and if there is rust, do those other guys capitalize? on what they are putting on the field, right? And what I mean by that, let's say, hypothetically, Sam Darnold comes out and lights it up against the ones when he gets the opportunity. He goes nine for nine, whatever, looks looks fantastic. It isn't missing. It's very good and accurate, decisive. Um, it gives him an opportunity to go then and compete with Brock Purdy if Brock Purdy struggles the, a couple of days in camp or vice versa mm-hmm. if, if Trey Lance has a practice like that. So I think... Honestly, all three quarterbacks are trending up right now. And the reason is, is one, Brock's health. So it means he's going to be there throughout camp, uh, which is great. It means your your projected starter at the quarterback position is going to be there week one. Um, and then the other two is they're given an opportunity on the same playing field as Brock. It is, now it's not going to be where man, Brock looked good a, a month after them. Or, man, Trey looked really good a month ago. 
but now he hasn't had the opportunity. So, like, you're going to see them all every day together for the majority of the training camp practices. So I think it's a it's a fair playing field because you get to see them the same day. You don't get to see one quarterback, and then three weeks later, it's like, hmm, that quarterback looked good three weeks ago. Today he struggled, but that quarterback had a good practice. You get to see them all at one time. So I, I believe they're all trending up, if that makes sense. I don't know if that kind of answers the question or it allows me to, like, take a step back. But I, I would say all three are trending upwards because the other backup quarterbacks have the opportunity um, at hand if Brock struggles. But at the same time, Brock has the opportunity to go crazy. I can see what you mean. And here's what I'll say. Maybe you disagree a little bit. I will say Brock Purdy for sure is trending up right now because I, the, earlier in the offseason, I said the, the number one way for Brock Purdy to maintain the, the grasp on his job, to make sure that it doesn't fall out of his hands, is for him to be ready by training camp because then he's there in practice. He's the QB because when he's there, you'll be the QB one. He's got the reps, and this is the best way for him to hold a stranglehold on the position because then it takes away from QB one reps from Lance and Darnold, which is the number one chance for them to prove their own worth. I will say, though, that the stock is trending down for both backup quarterbacks, and I'm not saying this in any personal way towards them and their play strictly because of opportunity because right now you had a lot of the way that i wanted this offseason to go had purdy not been ready day one lance gets the reps day two donald gets the reps or at least not the way i wanted it to go but the way i anticipated it going lance gets reps day one donald gets qb1 reps day two lance three donald four a one-off 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 the reason for the one-offs instead of having them have the the QB1 reps on the same day is because it gives you an entire day to in, in, integrate yourselves in the offense for what you're implementing from the playbook that day. I think that that is important. That's really important. And I really dislike the way the 49ers ran it last year with Brunskill and Brendel at the center position. It just didn't give any continuity for them at the position as well as the remainder of the players around them. I think it's important to give um, you know the reps to that quarterback for that day. It's much tougher to do that now because you only get every one of three days where Purdy is not in the mix. And so you're likely going to have to stack giving the QB one reps to one guy. And then, you know, two series later, it's the other guy who gets the QB one reps and things like that. And that's where I think, you know, it's a it's a downtrend for both backup quarterbacks because I don't think that that's favorable for either guy. And I also think it limits, obviously, the opportunity for them to have QB one reps with Purdy in the mix playing at QB one, albeit on a pitch count at when whenever he's on the field. And so that's why I'm saying it's a down. Uh, you know, both of those guys are trending down at the moment. I totally get what you're saying, because at the same time, both of those quarterbacks for their limited reps, those reps are a lot more crucial for them, right? If you get six th- uh, six reps with the ones, those six reps got to be perfect, right? Like you want those reps to be absolutely perfect um, or else it's kind of a wasted rep in, in, in the sense of the competition. So I, I do get what you're saying in the sense of it is a down downhill battle for them um, or uphill battle for them because when you look at them, there are two quarterbacks that are fighting for their lives in the NFL, realistically. Um, so when I'm looking at the 49ers landscape at the quarterback position, it's great that you have your quarterback one there week one of training camp um, ready to go. But should I mention it now on what Kyle said on the podcast, or should I wait a little bit later about the terms of who the starting quarterback is? There's a lot of nice stuff said on this podcast. Uh, a lot of interesting details because Kyle keeps it a hundred, and so there's. Are you a, listening to it right now? Are you listening to it? I'm seeing some of the quotes coming out, and they've agreed with some of the things that I've said earlier this off season. So you know what? Let's shift it. And um, for those of you guys that don't understand uh, what podcast we're talking about, on top of the press conference he he had today, Kyle Shanahan had a appearance on the TK show. They recorded a podcast together. Um, they do this annually. And Shanahan gave a couple of tidbits on the quarterbacks. Marco, go ahead. and I say think the most, the most important one or the one that stood out to me the most um, from that podcast was Kyle Shanahan said, so he was asked on his choice to go over, uh, to go with Purdy over Lance or Purdy over like whichever quarterback he wanted. And his answer was, I still don't know what the right answer is. I was like, when he when he said that, I was like, wait, you were 
you were just super excited at the press conference, or you seemed to be excited at the press conference because your quarterback one was fully cleared. But then now you're saying you don't know what the right answer is. Like, to me, it's like, wait, are you giving yourself the option or the out to say, hey, if Sam Darnold or Trey Lance win the job in camp, then you could say throughout camp, I figured out, we figured out the process of X, Y, Z. What also what kind of was interesting to me was he talked about training camp last year and how during training camp, you were able to see uh, Brock Purdy against the threes and uh, limited reps with the threes. And uh, during camp, the team was starting to like rally around him a little bit. Like, okay, this, this kid could play. There's some dumb things around him. So when he turned the keys over to Brock Purdy, it wasn't like, oh, during the season, he didn't have to go trade for anyone or react weird because everyone already had saw him in camp and what he was capable of. So mm-hmm. when he's saying this, I'm like, wait, so are you telling me? I'm like, this is how I was thinking. I'm like, wait, so if Sam Darnold or Trey Lance show out in camp, are you telling me you won't feel awkward or you won't feel weird turning over the keys to one of those two quarterbacks over Brock Purdy because they showed out in camp? And the team feels confident that they're capable of playing because that's what it kind of sounded like. And then he went on to also say that the only reason, the main reason why he signed Sam Darnold was because he was unsure when Brock would be back. Like to me, I'm like, wait, I thought a lot of the fan base was saying the Sam Darnold signing was due to the, the lack of confidence in Trey Lance. He like, no, no, there's never a point in the off season from Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch, where they say that they're hedging their bet on Trey Lance. Like they've always said, we're more confident in Trey now than we were in the past. He also talked about um, footwork and how he's gotten better and how he looks healthier. Um, so that was interesting tidbit from me, from what I got from the, the TK show, uh, in the sense of who the starting quarterback going week one. To me, that was interesting. I thought that was a perfect opportunity for Kyle Shanahan to go out and say, you know what? Trey Lance is my quarterback one throughout training camp and going into the regular season, barring injury, right? Or barring setback. Now, when the way he reacted to that, it leaves a lot of opportunity for the job to be won by the other two quarterbacks. And to me, that is doing a disservice to Brock Purdy because what all you're doing is continuing to do what you did to Trey Lance and to Jimmy Garoppolo. When Jimmy Garoppolo was around, you traded for a quarterback. You kept Jimmy as your guy, but you started implementing Trey Lance, right? Trey Lance is your guy year year two. So last year, you keep Jimmy Garoppolo around as as a hey behind my shoulder. Now you're keeping two other guys behind Brock's shoulder, and it's – it's not a way you should go as a head coach or an offense coordinator, if I'm being honest with you. I think the 49ers organization is not handling the quarterback situation the right way, Rohan. It's it's hard to say it, but they're not. I think if you're going to fully invest into Brock Purdy, fully invest into him and say, that's my quarterback one moving forward no matter what. I don't get the, I still don't know what the right answer is at this point. If that's the case, make it a full-on blown quarterback one competition and split the reps evenly at the, at with the first team. I think it's ridiculous what they're doing. If you're, if I'm being hundred percent honest. I mean, I think that that's fair. Um, talking about the two points, it was interesting. Um, I, I found the one about you know uh, the hedge on Purdy being interesting because it's exactly what I said back in March. We signed Sam Darnold the day of we went live, and a lot of people said you know. For, I think a lot of people's narratives changed because back then, go back to March. People don't understand the 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 certainty around Purdy was nowhere near that level back in March. He had had that surgery, right? I, what was it, March second? He had had that surgery maybe a week or two right before the 49ers signed Sam Darnold. And at that time, when you're talking about at the minimum a six month uh, delay, right? That was the minimum that every doctor was saying. That's August. That's like not August. That's September second. That's close. That's close to September, the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And also, 
look in the language of the contract. I specifically wrote in an article about the language of the contract where it says that they are guaranteeing him an active roster spot salary for seven games, which meant that they didn't know. Like, they expect Sam Donald to be the backup quarterback at least for seven games, hedging their bets on the health of one of their two quarterbacks for seven games, which indicated, well, one, it could be insurance based on the injury history they've had. But two, if Purdy didn't return, at least for those first four games, which is what Shanahan initially alluded to at the owners meeting back in March, back on March 29th, you know, the six to eight month timeline is what he said, which involved the first four weeks of the season. That's where you, you, you can piece two and two together to see why Sam Donald's getting the incentives and the active salary bonus for seven games that he is. And so, I personally viewed it as a hedge on Purdy, but also you can infer a hedge on Lance, but not in the way that play, people are t- talking about. Mm-hmm. The hedge on Lance is not about his ability. It was about the injury history, both because he was returning from that ankle injury. And again, there's a still a level of uncertainty prior to OTAs, probably as to how much he was going to, uh, uh, how much he was going to throw and how much he was going to be ready come OTA period. But he was obviously he was fully healthy. And also, just in general, the health of the quarterback room. How well is he going to be healthy for the entirety of the year? It was a pure, pure hedge on the bets of health for both quarterbacks, not on the talent of either quarterback. And I thought that that was important. And I'm glad Kyle Shanahan cleared that up because that was my initial thoughts back in March when we heard about it. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As for, you know, the uncertainty as to who starts, I think it's fair for Shanahan to say that at the moment, just knowing because, uh, I mean, he's seen Brock throw more than any of us, but how, how long does the buildup take? I, I think that the, it's fair when you, when you take into account that the six-month timeline comes to late August, early September, right? And so <laughs> you don't know exactly how the, the, the buildup is because when it came to Nick Mullins back in the day, right, he was there, he was, he was playing in the, he was playing in training camp, but it really took a month or two for that buildup, the arm strength buildup, right? To, and to even really then, get back to hundred percent. Yeah. Even then he, he said in the past, like my arm strength wasn't there until later in the season. So like realistically is from, from the previous guys that we've seen, right. Ben Roethlisberger, the, the most recent one, his arm strength wasn't there. So I get what you're saying. Like in the sense of the buildup has to, from here, till the season the buildup's going to be it's a long time but do you think that the arm strength whatever is going to be is going to be interesting like if the arm strength goes away or, or isn't the same what do you think the reality is for brock Purdy? because he was already limited in that range no i mean that that makes his that makes his job ultimately tougher because one issue with Purdy when that that i've pointed out on film was uh, the hesitancy with some of those throws between the second and third windows on these curl routes that I would run on these different runs that uh, routes that would be run instead of firing it there, he'd fire it to the check down. And that is partially because he was hesitant, but also partially because he understands the, uh, the issues with his own arm. He, he's a good quarterback in understanding the issue, not the issues, but he, he understands his own arm talent. He doesn't necessarily push it too much, but he understands where he is, and that helps him with some of the completion or the accuracy and the decision-making. Um, but, you know, that limits that a- a- aspect even more and makes the 49ers more and more, uh, sorry, less and less of a deep threat um, offense down the field 
you know, it takes away from some of the routes that they can run in the route tree. And, you know, it'll help defenses probably look towards um, those crossing routes and help try and eliminate those. It's, it's essentially that adds another layer of defense against the 49ers offense if the arm strength can't be built back up. So from what I heard, and this isn't putting words in your mouth, is essentially we will have the same exact offense with Jimmy G, uh, a, an offense that is going to be played uh, to stop the run where DBs are breaking on in routes, are not playing the deep safety. They're, they're not afraid of the deep ball um, because realistically, you started seeing that last year. And it's because of the arm strength and the ability – to make those throws, right? So like you're saying, on the on the deep um, comebacks for um, Brandon Ayuk, mm-hmm. you're kind of limiting your offense. And what I got from Kyle on the podcast with TK was he doesn't want to pigeonhole himself to Brock Purdy. Like, that was, to me, that was like, he was like, well, and this is another tip that I, I, talk, I took from it. And the reason why I'm saying that what I took from it is he's like, well, I, we did see a lot more from Trey Lance in college than we did Brock Purdy, so I'm confident there. Like he was like confirming, like yeah, we I saw a lot from from Trey, so I think Trey could be just as good, if not better, in a way. Like that's kind of like his way of like throwing it in there. And I'm like, wait, what's why is Kyle? Why are you mentioning Trey talking about your quarterback one? Like your quarterback one's Brock. Hype up Brock. Stop. Like, stop hedging on Brock, man. If that's your quarterback one, go with him. But it kind of sounded like, and, and I'm very interested to hear what you think after you listen to the podcast on what he really thought, like what, what you got from it. Because I got, he was leaving the door open for anyone else to start um, if they win the job in camp. So that's, it's weird. I don't know. My bigger question kind of, these aren't, these aren't that challenging questions. I'm wondering like why they weren't asked in the first place in the in the initial presser because i i thought that you know especially given how much you've invested in lance how much like Absolutely. you know with purdy coming back and things like that at least there would be one question how do you envision this playing out week one um right now is brock still the leader in the clubhouse to start week one what would it take some something along those lines of what would it take to push Brock off starting week one after he's been uh, back in? Because you're right. They, the, the, there was a lot of optimism around Brock Purdy to the media today from Trey Lance, uh, from, sorry, from Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. And I'm not going to waver off that. I, I do believe that that optimism is fair because for him to be throwing two, the, two, every, two out of every three days right now, is, that's, pretty, that's pretty remarkable. That's I, I props to Brock Purdy for the way he's worked and props to him for, for the recovery. I, somehow it's happened this quickly, but I'm surprised that there wasn't any question. And then Kawakami comes out and he just asks the general question and he gets this answer. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I, I took from it too. Because, uh, like I thought that was interesting is during the media thing. Uh, hey, this is funny. Uh, I love, I, I love I love the support. Uh, yesterday we we talked about it. It does not look it does not look weird. If you think it looks weird, then you thought Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing motion also looked weird um, because it broke it down. Same quarterback coach kind of built them this kind of built them the same way Jimmy Garoppolo was built. But interesting comment. Um, Just check out uh, yesterday's video. We tried to break it down in our own ways on what they were looking for. Maybe it might seem weird with some of the drills that they were looking at where, you know, you might uh, be experimenting things like looking uh, to specifically work through the follow through or things like that. Go uh, go ahead and check out yesterday's video. See if you agree with us there, because obviously we're always um, open to comment about that. Because it's a similar throwing motion. They kind of broke it down to a little bit like Jimmy Garoppolo's quick release, same kind of hips and everything but going back to the situation with kyle and everything i felt like the media is letting the 49ers go they're giving them a free hall pass right now like Mm -hmm. they they took a quarterback third overall traded a lot of picks um eventually the seventh uh, mr irrelevant becomes your quarterback but they botched the situation and i think the media could have asked a lot of better questions 
Um, I think the best question was asked by Grant when Grant asked about Trey Lance and uh, he asked, what was the Christensen one or what are you saying? Yeah. He asked Christian, the Christensen one. He also asked, what do they think of him? What are the, the mechanics? Oh, yeah. they look? And they said, we think he looks good. His footwork feet look better. And one thing that Kyle's always mentioned is you tie your feet to your brain. So that was like, well, okay. If he might, he saw that he knows the brain is already there. Like the IQ and everything is there. I wonder what Kyle sees there. But then, he, I, I thought the, I thought it was interesting because Kyle, uh, they asked, did you guys recommend him to Christensen? He goes, no, we, we don't recommend our players to anyone. That's not I, true, I, though. It's not true. They Where recommended him to John Beck, and I thought that was fairly publicized. Um, Thank you. And they might have recommended him, I forget the other guy, uh, Quincy Avery. I'm not, I think Lance might have gone to him on their own, on his own. But it seems like Lance found at least overall, it seems like Lance was the one leading the, the way with Christensen, and the 49ers were totally okay with it. 49ers signed cornerback Terrence Mitchell. Uh, right now? Yeah, and that's probably due oh, to – sick. Um, uh, it's probably due to the injury to Luter. Yeah, Luter. Uh, probably, Luter will probably be on the PUP for a good while. Uh, if it doesn't, I are him this Terrence year. Terrence Mitchell played for um, Pittsburgh, uh, Chief, right? I, I believe he played for the Chiefs for a little – Oh no 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 no! Not uh Terrence Mitchell. That's Mike Mitchell. He played for the Chiefs and then he played for Houston. Yeah, I thought he played for. I thought he played for the uh, Chiefs for a little bit. Yeah. He played for the he's Bears. A, like, he's a too. he's a Bay Area guy. He's from SAC. Makes sense on why they signed him. Probably uh, a guy that uh, they could get into camp uh, fast. Yeah. Um, don't have to really worry about that. Um, but. Honestly, I, I think the way the Niners are handling the situation is it's kind of interesting because you're hedging on every quarterback you have in the building for the last couple of years. Stick to one guy, roll with them. Um, a couple of other comments are like, what was your most interesting comment throughout the presser, whether it was from John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, or any of the other players? Ooh, most interesting comment. Um I would probably say, because I wrote about it, so probably if we're talking, I'll, I'll keep it to Shanahan and Lynch. Um, I mean, they're, they're obviously the funny ones. You talked about Debo uh, and things like that. Nick Bosa is not reporting. That's uh, that's that's an interesting one. Um, hmm. What do you think? I'll, I'll think of one. What do you think as I think of one? So mine, it was, it was weird because – I felt like it caught Fred Warner off guard. Um, they asked Fred Warner what is he thought what are what are his thoughts uh, oh, I got mine on the Brock Purdy situation being fully clear and he goes, uh Oh, he okay. didn't know. He didn't know, right? Like he knew, but he was like, uh, okay, like why do I care? <laughs> like I was like when he's like the way he reacted, I'm like, Bro, that's your that's your starting quarterback, like or do you not like him? What? Because he like reacted like, I don't like. Uh, okay, well he's uh, he's a good quarterback. Like maybe he expected like, it then. Maybe he was just. I don't like, think he expected it, but I thought like like how did no he no, no. Not he ex- like ex- like he expected Purdy. He didn't expect the question. He might have expected Purdy to just maybe he's seen Purdy practice and he, he's just thinking that's normal. Not sure. Yeah, like it was weird because like like so. Because he goes, uh, okay, oh, uh, yeah, no restrictions. Like, kind of like, wasn't expecting that question. I was like, how are you not expecting? Because I, I assume the team already knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, after hearing it from Kyle, the other, all the players know that he's been cleared. And then he, he answered like that. I'm like, wait, why are you answering like that? Like, how would you not expect them to ask you about your quarterback one? Like, come on now. PR should have done a better job right there. Because he, he looked confused. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah no restrictions. For me, I'll go with Kyle Shanahan and his continued love for Mr. Brandon Allen. Um, Kyle Shanahan dropped a comment about mixing up the two reps. And, you know, I I forgot for a quick second this morning that Brandon Allen was still on the roster. I thought he had been released. Um, But, no, he's still there. And it seems like Kyle Shanahan's going to mix the two and three reps with all three of his guys instead of just having twos be Lance, threes be Donald. No. 
Seems like it's going to be Brandon Allen too. And I wonder if that's think, specifically for the split on the days that Purdy is out. Maybe Allen doesn't throw much at all, or maybe he's only in the run packages on the days without uh, w- without Purdy. But that was interesting. You know, he's he, he wants to get some reps in for Brandon Allen. I agree. I thought that was weird. Like, well, I mentioned Brandon Allen, your fourth quarterback on the roster. Like, that was like it's like, pretty okay. clear at this point he's not making the roster. Even if Purdy is not ready week one, he won't make the roster. Don't say never. What if you think they carry four? Oh, I mean, uh, sorry, sorry. Barring a trade, barring a trade, obviously. I mean, I mean, if you keep the core uh, quarterbacks as it is, I don't think they carry four. That's that's my point. Yeah, I don't think they carry four. I think he'd be a practice squad candidate. But I thought it was interesting because he mentions um, Brandon Allen. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm prompted. I don't think that that Brandon Allen gets reps any of the days that Purdy's there. Um, I, and I think he is limited on reps uh, with the QB3s, uh, with, the, with the third string offense as a QB3 when he's not available. I don't think he gets any um, of Trey's and Sam Darnold's reps. I really don't. Like, realistically, if we do that, Rohan, I'm telling you, they would be the biggest botch you could possibly do because you're trying to figure out who your quarterback two is and your quarterback three is. And if you start implementing – Brandon Allen, who has never shown anything in his career. I mean, he, oh, granted, OTAs, he looked pretty good. He looked solid for at one point. Didn't have a pass at the floor um, against uh, seven-on-sevens and in team drills. But if you do that, you're wasting rep, quality reps from any other quarterback. And to me, that's pointless, um, especially because he's right. not going to be roster-bearing injuries uh, or trade or injury. So. Like you're already limited in reps. Any rep you take away – or any rep you give to Brandon Allen as a rep, you're taking away from figuring out how Trey Lance or Sam Donald can work in that package. And so maybe it is on the, you know, maybe it is on the days without Purdy. That's only one third of the days. But I, I thought that was interesting because, like, involving Brandon Allen there, it, it, like, it, maybe maybe you anticipate one of the other guys not playing as much. But la- like last year, the third quarterback maybe got five passes a day. Maybe max seven passes a day. So now I'm wondering how how like what is that split going to be between the twos and the threes? Because it's going to bleed into the threes, like Shanahan said, between Lance and Donald. How how are they going to get that involved? Because it's not like just because to figure out this position they're going to take away reps from all the other positions um, and give them mainly to the ones and twos. They're going to give some to the threes as well. I don't know, man. My, my my QB depth chart just came out based on the 49ers posting their uh, video for camp. Um, my my QB depth chart's out, if you want to hear it, based off of the 49ers. Uh, based off that one video? The, the hype video? video? The hype video of them walking in. All right. How is it? It's, it's bro, based off of that, QB1's Trey, QB2's uh, Brock, and QB3's Darnold. Based off the video alone. Nah. But I think it's interesting. You're going to see people on Twitter talking about that. Oh, Trey Lance was first. He's quarterback one. Like, oh, that's how they think of it. Like, it's going to be so funny seeing people talk about that uh, throughout the week or in the next couple of hours um, based off of the the hype video that they released, um, which I believe was earlier today. Um, or not so long ago, actually. So for me, I think that's going to be interesting to watch people talk about. Um, the, the interesting part that I'm, I'm curious on is who talks at the press conference tomorrow for the quarterbacks? There was no quarterback that talked today. Uh, you know what the they're going to do? Um, oh, wait, wait. Um, one sec. I have it be Darnold. I have the schedule. Um, let me, cause let me see if names are on that, but uh... it should be, Dar- it should be uh, Brock Purdy, but Based off of how the 49ers operate, they might go no quarterback. I was honestly thinking the opposite. I think they do all three again. You know uh, that one day where they did all three? That that's kind of funny. Imagine they do all three. Or you again. do that, but if you do that, then you're if you do that, you're blindly telling everyone without publicly saying it. This is a full blown quarterback competition. Whoever wins the job wins the job. There's no reason why all three quarterbacks should speak, right? Are they also gonna like? Will they have a quarterback up? I forget how they do it. So after practice, one it's is there always one quarterback that that ends up being up there? Usually, so usually it depends on how they choose. But usually, most the first day, 
Most teams have their quarterback speak. They have one of their um, biggest players. So I expect quarterback, Kittle, Debo potentially, or Christian McCaffrey or Debo. And then it would be players else. who didn't speak today, right? Or will usually, they usually um, that's what happens. So I'm curious on how that goes because you're allowing the 49ers to, like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, if you're going to have a quarterback speak, that's your quarterback you're going forward with. That's your quarterback one, right? Like, so what normally teams do even when there's a competition. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see who speaks tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, that'll be interesting. Who Did did he confirm who's going to throw first tomorrow with the one? He said quarterback, quarterback. Uh, he said day one, quarterback Brock Purdy will not be there. Um, I plan on splitting reps evenly between Sam Darnold and, and Trey Lance on the days that he's not there. But if I change my mind, don't go and criticize me because I'm going to, I'm telling you right now, whatever. I have the opportunity to change my mind after me and the coaches speak later today. So that was like, he kind of like gave himself an opportunity to, if he gives one of the quarterbacks all the reps, the reason why. Yeah, that makes sense. But Brock should practice Thursday, Friday. That's what, uh, that's what Shani said. So that'll be cool. We see Brock out there. Um, and and I'm, I'm wondering, does practice mean, does he, is he involved in team drills or not? We'll see. Um, but yeah, um, will be a will be a cool time to see it, everything that they implement and things like that. I mean, I'm curious. So, Debo Samuel situation, right? Are you expecting? We'll talk. Debo, we'll talk Debo real quick, and then right after Debo, talk Bosa because let's do it. That's kind of interesting. Debo situation. It's kind of it's interesting because before they left and last off season or during the off season, Kyle sat down with Debo and went over film and said, hey, look, you were sluggish. Let's be real. You were sluggish. And Debo was like, okay. Been sending pictures of – and he looks super in shape based off the pictures I've seen on social media. Oh, uh, that boy, he, he he he's good now. He's good. I mean, he, he was, was good. At, he was good back in minicamp because um, I know we saw a shirtless picture of Debo Samuel back in minicamp. He looked in shape. He seemed in shape. I mean, he reported on time. He seemed in shape and all that. Right, instead of taking a week off and things like that, looks like he's the training this this off season has been the best he's had in it throughout his NFL career. So, like from the picture, there's a picture I've seen where he low key has a six pack, and he's never had a six pack in his career. He's always been a thicker guy. Pause, um, which is an interesting thing because if Debo is who Debo was during his All Pro season. Plus McCaffrey, plus Brandon Ayuk, uh, plus George Kittle. This offense should be the highest scoring offense in the NFL with a top five defense. There is no excuse on why the 49ers don't win a Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Like I really don't see the excuse. Yeah, I mean, you're you're saying if we if we don't win a Super Bowl, you don't see the excuse. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like there's no reason we should not. Like the Niners should be winning the Super Bowl this year with what they have talent wise. No matter what. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. So we got JR Medrano. Feel like Trey's going to get that job back. This was always going to be the path. Brock starts as QB1 and Lance really has to force their hand. I said it yesterday. The only way for him to get that job or an opportunity is to force their hand. Right. Kyle's left the door open. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, uh, the door's open. It all it's like in a way, it's in his hands. He's got it he's got a wow. He's got to be consistent. He's got a wow and he's got to he's got to put everything he's learned now, you know, all all together, um everything he's worked on and it's it's a tall task ahead of Trey Lance for him to for him to 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 get to his potential uh by becoming a starter this year. Tall task ahead of him. It's got a chance, but it's got to tell Tusk ahead of him if that's the case. I think that with, with Brandon Ayuk attacking the defense, saying anyone in white jerseys, it's F-U, with the middle finger, letting them know what's, what it's about, I like that energy. Bringing it to camp, I love that energy. Hey, at um, least he gives us a little warning. Last year, him and Fred threw hands twice in the same practice without any warning. That now was the first day of camp. 
I, I don't remember if it was first the first day or not. Yeah. Um, that was the day um, Fred gave somebody a concussion, I remember. And he did pop some. I do remember that. Um, yeah. Now, I saw Demo respond. That was exciting. Demo was like, hey, no, so I guess I'm in a white jersey, so what's up? Like, pretty much like, what? I'm right here. Um, I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting earlier in the in the offseason. Trey Lance caught out Fred Warner, right? So this team is taking it upon themselves to make their practices, their training camp, as competitive as possible. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Brandon Ayuk calling out his teammates like that? Um, and the energy that he has, because I absolutely love it. Who cares? Do it, please, by all means. Uh, people are going to be like, oh, there's some whatever, this, that. I love the energy. I mean, right now, you're looking to get better. You're looking to get your, your side of the ball better. And, I mean, the best team that the 49ers can face right now is themselves. Make sure that those those battles, regardless of what pads, without pads, are as tough as they can be. And so I like the energy, and Ayuk is leading the charge. Uh, that's that's a good sign to see, right? You want leadership. You want um, a guy like Ayuk, a guy emerging to lead the charge, and that's exactly what he's doing. I thought that's a phenomenal way to lead the charge and setting the tone uh, two days before camp, a day before camp, absolutely way to set it. Um, you also have defensive player of the year not reporting to camp at least as far as today. Now, if he does not report, the 49ers or the NFL will, I believe they, he gets a fine, $40,000, $50,000. Here's actually an update on that rule. Um, they can waive the fines. Yeah, so for a specific fifth-year option, so the, uh, the, the CBA clause, right, the new CBA took away um, the option for, for essentially holding out. A lot of players now will get fined the maximum, which is nearly 100000 for those three days that they miss or, or for, for how many ever days that they miss, right? It's, it can be up to 50000 or so a day. However, it's, if it's a player on a fifth-year option, the, the, the team has a decision that they could choose to waive the fines. And Kyle Shanahan seemed like he alluded that they're not – he said um, there's no fine because he's on the fifth-year option. Seems to allude the 49ers are going to gladly waive that fine. As they should, man. Who cares? Like, it's uh, at this point, you know, it's gonna get done. Like, who cares whether he comes now? Who cares whether he comes in two weeks? Whatever. Bosa, Bosa is the guy. You don't have to worry about him staying in shape and things like that. The reason Bosa is away right now is because he's working out in Florida. It's not like he's partying or things like that. He's working out in Florida. But at that point, if if you are legitimately finding your best defensive player, the guy, the reigning defensive player of the year, and you're letting him eat those fines, that says something about, your one, your organization. Two, that's your fault for not figuring out a contract with him. When you know his, his market value, everyone knows what his market value mm-hmm. is. Highest paid defensive player in the league by far. His market is set. And if you're trying to, trying to offer lower, that's your damn fault, Right. So I think the Niners understand, and they 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 don't want to upset the client, which te- technically is Nick Bosa and the agent. So what they're trying to do is operate the right way, which is by not finding him and, and and waiving those fines. But I expect Nick Bosa to be in the building uh, within the next couple of days negotiating his contract. I would not be surprised if the contract is finished overnight. The Niners have done that in the past where... You're saying, like, overnight tonight? Yeah, I would not be surprised. I mean, they've I mean, done it in the past. Yeah, they. you've seen a lot of these contracts signed the day of that it starts. So he might sign it when he gets to the facility tomorrow to report. I mean, uh, like, for practice. He might sign it right when he gets there. You might hear the news break uh, right, like, in the morning, right before it starts. Yeah, I mean, and, and the good thing, the good thing about this Bosa deal, it's not like they're competing with anyone right now. There's no major deal at his position that mm-hmm. they're looking to compete for. That's the issue normally when it comes to these. You just saw Justin Herbert's deal break. Burrow's deal is going to break soon. I mean, that's a bag. 262.5 million. That's, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty fat bag. Hey, but, Kerry, now, I have a question to follow up after whatever you finish saying. All right. Yeah. But like right now, Bosa isn't competing with anyone. Good thing for the 49ers. You're not necessarily, you know, uh, it's, it's not like you're in a waiting game or the players are in a waiting game. 
This deal hopefully gets finalized within the next 24 hours. If not, it's not too big of a deal. 49ers then comes out with some younger players. You might see Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell be the two starters at defensive end. We'll see what they think about them. And uh, it might get just increased opportunity to other players because even if Bosa reports tomorrow, I don't think he'll be in uh, team drills tomorrow. No. And I, th- I can see him reporting because that's just the kind of player he is, kind of teammate he is. But I think the deadline to get his contract done is around that September timeline. I think mm-hmm. as long as he's done a week before uh, the regular season, that's all that matters. He's going to come in great shape. It does not matter. Shout out to Last Second Sport. Shout out to my man Jesse for watching us, man. Really appreciate you. Can't wait to have you on um, during uh, training camp to talk some Fortnite football. But follow-up question, Rohan, on your comments about Justin Herbert. If Brock Purdy plays how he's been playing, do you feel comfortable paying him a big quarterback contract like that eventually down the line? I know it's way premature to talk about, it's very premature because he's only played eight games. But if he puts on a se- another season or two, because in his third year is when he's going to want to negotiate because he doesn't have a fifth-year option. So mm-hmm. he technically has two more years to pretty much play. Mm-hmm. Do you think or would you pay him that kind of money? Only if he's top eight, Only if he's a top eight quarterback in the NFL. Because normally it's around that top eight range that I believe that a team can win a Super Bowl around when they're on a max contract. Um, uh, Like, I I think it's got to be in that range. And I think Purdy's got to reach that range for the 49ers to at least even entertain the idea. Now, San Francisco could do what they did this like uh, in this last few years, get that quarterback. I, I, I would not be surprised if San Francisco's new formula, if they find success with Purdy and end up making uh, a Super Bowl and winning one, get a new quarterback after every rookie contract, essentially. Trade their trade trade a, trade a hot commodity, go for the draft, get a new quarterback, or sign somebody and get a new quarterback, that type of thing, where they don't necessarily commit major, major money and are able to continue paying star role players. Now, obviously, you want stability at the position and things like that, but... I can only see, uh, at least I would only justify it if he's a top eight quarterback at that time. I get it. I, I totally understand that, um, especially because you, you want him to show out, show out the next couple of years, and show that he's the a top two quarterback over the next, a top eight quarterback over the next couple of years, um, which would be interesting because if he is, like I said, the Niners should have no problem winning a Super Bowl this year, right? Like. If he's in that range, you're competing for a Super Bowl or at least winning one. I think with the defense you have, the talent you have around him, um, they should definitely be a quarter uh, a roster that wins a Super Bowl. Um, now, do they win it? I don't know, but I think the 49ers would be – even if it's top eight, I don't, I don't know if I would pay him that kind of money. I think when you when you pay these kind of guys, you're paying them for what you believe he's eventually going to even be mm-hmm. um, going forward, and that that includes the talent, right? Like, what kind of talent does he have um, in the sense of can he continue that fa- that goal of top eight quarterback in the league? Um, I don't know. I, I have to see it. Um, Shout out to David. What up, my Niner homies? Glad you're on Rohan and Marco, like Shang Shung said in Mortal Kombat. It has begun. Uh, there's also hey, one baby. It's Mortal begun. Kombat has some of the best uh, sayings in terms of, like, uh, uh, I, b- I believe they have one where it's like, it's official. You suck. <laughs> like, if we're being honest, like, some of those, like, uh, some of those sayings that they have um, on Mortal Kombat are, are phenomenal. I believe there's also one where they talk about um, uh, let's fight. I think that's that's literally how the 49ers uh, defense and uh, offense are. They really, really, what they're saying to each other is, I know someone on Mortal Kombat might be Sub Zero. He's like, we share blood, but we are not brothers. When he's fighting um, the guy that says, "Get over here," uh, why can't I Scorpion? He says all the time when he's fighting him, he's like, "We share blood, but we are not brothers." Right before they fight. So like that's how the Niners and Niners offensive defense are right now, right? Um, shout out to you, um, 
BP 13 week one QB one. I mean, that's what it looks like. But also, Kyle's yeah. up there open for anyone to be quarterback one, which has been interesting. Um, finish him. Um, Rohan, anything interesting stand out outside of the quarterback situation? Because that's, that's kind of what the main everything, as soon as the, everyone found out that Brock Purdy was fully cleared, um, it kind of went towards that. Um, I did think it was interesting that Mitch Wasnowski would be placed on the non-football injury list while he because he was lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, messed up his back. Anything else that stood out to you throughout these um, press conferences? I wonder, are they going to cut a player to get a punter in here? Because do they really need a punt right now um, in this stage without understanding that Mish is their guy? Uh, is it worth cutting a player? Um, I, I mean, I know and... you want to practice. The whole point is of punt, right, is to practice punt return and all the special team stuff that comes with it. But, uh, do you cut a guy for that? I think you you kind of have to if you really think that the last receiver spot is going to be dictated by the special teams and punt return, right? Like we were talking about it the other day. Right. Is, is Ronnie Bell and Tay Martin or Ronnie Bell and whoever else, does it come down to special teams ability? And if their special teams ability is punt return, you kind of have to start implementing punt return um, now to see what they are because you don't got much time um, to dictate that. Now, do you allow them to just go straight into – and it could be Mitch Wachowski's only out for a week or two. If that's the case, I mean, you could kind of roll with it. I think Jake Moody could punt for the time being. Kickers can normally punt decent. Um, but I don't think you should cut, a, cut someone to bring mm-hmm. a punter in unless you 100% think that the, the roster spots for the last receiver position is dictated by punt return. There's no other reason to bring someone in. And my other comment on the other injury, Terrell Luter, um, hyperextended knee, turned into a bone bruise on the PUP li- – or sorry, is he on the PUP? Um, uh, he, I believe he is. He might be on the PUP list. Um, but uh, he, he said uh, – sorry, Shanahan Lynch, they said a few weeks, praise him a lot. Uh, give him good praise for pre-draft and what they sh- he showed in the early portion of the offseason. But now with Luter out, who does he give the spotlight to? Cornerback Ambry Thomas will now likely work with the second team alongside Samuel Womack. Is there a chance that you believe that Ambry Thomas can earn that roster spot over Luter due to the injury? Or do you think that the 49ers have a good understanding of who they have and it's more of a different battle for Ambry Thomas? I think Ambry Thomas has a long way to go um, based on what we've seen over the last couple of years, last year. Ricky year, I thought he was solid. I thought he actually was did well. Um, year two took a couple of steps back. Now, can he make up that ground? Um, because now you have Isaiah Oliver, Samuel Womack um, that he has to compete with as well. Um, I think there's an opportunity for him um, to be to earn a spot on the roster. Now, the Dural Luther does give him give it an easier path right. to make the roster. But if I had to take a guess, I think Amy Thomas gets cut. If, if at any moment Dural Luther comes back during training camp. That's fair. Um, I, I think so too. I think Luther is their guy, um, a guy who you heavily uh, liked pre-draft, especially for his draft position. And um, it seems like the 49ers liked him a lot pre-draft and like him right now. So would be a shocker right now at the moment to see him not make the 53-man roster as one of those backup corners. Another position I think that's it's interesting um, for the 49ers going into training camp tomorrow is has to be center, man. I keep thinking about it. That center, there's going to be, is, is, do we see a rotation? Cause I know you hate that. Do we see them splitting reps at center one? I really hope not. I really hope not. I mean, if you want it, get Feliciano in there on day two or something, but, um, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, I, I don't, anticipate it right now i think the 49ers at least for the first week will roll the cards let 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 brendel get in there settle back in with the entirety of the starters see how feliciano does with the backups um and if there's any wavering struggles with brendel uh getting acclimated with the guys that he's you know um been around for a good portion of time now then you might in, you know, might do this uh, one day, one day kind of split with him and Feliciano. But at the moment, I don't envision 
anything like that. I, I do think that Brendel continues at least for this year with the way that his contract was, uh, you know, the way that he got a contract, um, the guaranteed money on that contract. I think they just because just roster politics. Um, I, I honestly think he's the guy that they gotta roll with, and more importantly, continuity. I think. Wait, you uh, think center, Brendel? Provides, yeah, go ahead. You think Brendel because of roster politics? Um, yeah, they gave him a four-year, $20 million extension. And I know that when you look at the numbers, it doesn't necessarily look like that. But I think that it, with the way that Feliciano, Feliciano will make the roster, um, with the way that his contract is um, uh, structured, a fully guaranteed one-year, $2.25 million deal. But I, I just think continuity is important at the center position for the 49ers. If you just look in their history, right, of the Shanahan Lynch era, they've looked for long-term options at least a little bit. They initially had Weston Richburg, um, right, for a few years. Injury happened. Then they brought in Alex Mack, a guy who they trusted. And then the reason that Jake Brendel played despite not really playing anywhere else, well, he had familiarity with Chris Forster back in Miami for a few years. And then he also had multiple years as a backup, one he opted out due to the COVID year, but he had a year as a backup for the 49ers before turning into the starting center, similar to McKivitz. I think that that's the continuity that they require, especially in a position for the 49ers that's of imp that's of significant importance. I think that that's important um, because of how, well, it's such an integral position of this offense where continuity, I think, matters not only for understanding the playbook, but for um, being around your teammates as well. I think John Feliciano has a great chance to beat out Brendel for the center spot. Um, I don't think Brendel's good. I really don't. Like, watching him last year, I know you could throw out – like, there's I've had arguments with people where they throw out numbers or top five uh, rush blocker per P PFF or stuff like that. Um, I've seen people talk about, like, other stats that you really can't evaluate – you can't use to evaluate offense alignment in the sense of – what are they really looking at to evaluate this offensive lineman? Because you see top centers rank way lower than those guys, right? So for me, watching Feliciano and Brendel, I think Feliciano matches what the 49ers want to do a little bit more in terms of if you're going to have to have a right tackle uh, get help, I think Feliciano's a better pass for, uh, in pass pro, better in run blocking, um, Bigger guy allows you to, to do a little bit more um, in the run game. Um, to me, that's going to be an interesting spot. I think if they if they start switching and flopping at um, first-team reps, that'll be interesting. I think Feliciano's a better player. But like you were saying, the continuity is something major for the 49ers to take into consideration. Do you want to have the same starters, four starters along the offensive line and keep that continuity with them? Um, I think that's the biggest thing of going into that center spot. Another another position battle that I'm curious to see. No, not necessarily a battle, um, but I'm curious to see if does Trent Williams play tomorrow? Does he does he does he put the pads on with the first team and and do they well, during teams or does he is he on the field during first team rest? Because if he's not, how do you evaluate the 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 offensive line at this point? Because Last year, we saw last year when Mike McGlinchey and Trent Williams were not there, they got manhandled by the defense, even with Nick Bosa not being there. Right. So what does that look like? Is that an opportunity to see who your swing tackle is? And if you, you don't like what you see, you could go out and trade for one or try to sign whoever's left on the market. What do you think about does Trent Williams play – with the first team offense tomorrow? I don't know. That's a good question because last year there wasn't really anything limiting him, right, from playing. Uh, he just, uh, you know, some days was in team drills, some days weren't, uh, wasn't in team drills. And it changes the dynamic absolutely. Having Jalen Moore out there instead of Trent Williams is a huge difference. And obviously it changes the dynamics for the quarterbacks. I think this year with how integral it is to evaluate the quarterback position, they're going to have to want Trent Williams out there as much as possible just to get a full grasp of what they can get with Williams obviously handling uh, the blind side for each of these quarterbacks. But I'm hoping he's out there day one. I don't maybe 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 you know you 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 don't play him as much in team drills or something like that. We'll see what his availability is. 
Obviously, tomorrow will not be a padded day. It'll be a non-padded day. Probably this entire week won't be a padded day. Um, so maybe that helps in keeping Williams out there, but not sure. That's a good question for sure, and one that you know could have its own implications and ramifications for the 49ers uh, and their quarterbacks. It's going to be fun to watch, man. Uh, training camp tomorrow, you'll be there. Uh, we'll, pro- we'll probably go live. Uh, I mean, you will, we'll figure it out what time we go live. Um, I might have John Chapman on the show tomorrow. Um, it's going to be fun to watch, man. I'm excited to see the 49ers training camp situation. I'm excited to going moving forward on what happens, um, who gets the first reps, whether it's Sam Darnold or Trey Lance tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they finally force Christian McCaffrey to take days off um, because he's a workaholic and doesn't like to take days off? Um, I think that would be very wise for them to do. Um, do you give key starters like Eric Armstead the day off tomorrow? Um, see what you have depth-wise. Javon Hargrave, should he be practicing with the team right away? A lot of things to be asked. A lot of things to look out for. Um, I'm curious to see who right away if Gibson uh, is starting or if they have Brown implemented with the first team. Um, that's going to be something I keep my eye on. Um, definitely excited to have uh, you on the grounds doing the great work that you always do. So if you guys don't follow Rohan, make sure you guys follow him on Twitter at Rohan Chakrov. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to his channel because he most likely will go live right away, whether it's with me or without me. Um, he will be going live to talk 49ers football immediately whenever he's available. Um, so it's going to be very fun to watch uh, on how the 49ers react throughout training camp. 100%, man. A great show today. Talked about the press conference, different things to look for tomorrow. Tomorrow, it all starts. It's going to be an exciting day. Make sure you guys stay tuned, subscribe, and like uh, to the channel so you can drop your comments tomorrow and questions based on what I see. We're going to be going live very soon. Thank you guys all, and have a great day. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.